0: On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice
1: rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of
0: Texas,
2: we roll along.
0: Hey, welcome into the program broadcasting from racer car wash studios vroom vroom racer car wash voted lubbock's best wash for five years running stop into one of five convenient locations across hub city for the best wash around go see where your best location is there racerwash.com thanks for jumping on the other side with us here i'm your host jay west texas leeson daniel the digital guru millennial in studio with us and want to say hi to my mom. Hello, Miss Leeson. She's a big fan of yours. Um all sorts of stuff to get into today as we roll along on the program um West Rappaport. Rappaport Reports. It's pretty cool whenever somebody you know becomes famous and Wes Rappaport has uh become that in the state of Texas with Next Star and he will join us here in about thirty minutes from now. But this is where I want to start. The show has been featured now across the state in different publications for an interview we aired with Kel Seliger yesterday. Kel Seliger lost his chairmanship today because the Lieutenant Governor, who's all in on anything and everything Donald Trump ever said, do you want to go through that list? Oh, I thought uh, that,
1: was a, you were, that was my tag in, but it's not... I will say, um, but th- he lost his chairmanship, but also gained a lot of uh, respect. Uh, Texas guess. legend, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Texas legend. Right, so he took on, uh, you know, media mogul Patrick. You know, he's just all about them headlines.
0: Yeah. So this is this is where I want to start with all this. People are surprised right now that that Kel Seliger lost his chairmanship but here's where I want to start raving on was he ever not going to lose his chairmanship was he ever not going to be sidelined by the lieutenant governor and if you follow Texas politics closely or even check in every once in a while what you know is that Kel Seliger on behalf of rural Texas has been a Thorn in the side of this lieutenant governor who has no compass right now politically. He's lost. He's oarless on a canoe that is Texas politics and completely misguided. Now, people want to cite the show, and I took calls today. Oh, what are you doing there on that show? You're making people, you know you're making west texas lose position stick with me for one second who came up to the panhandle and tried to beat kill seliger with two opponents who were virtually pretty much the same guy one in amarillo one in midland and tried to take him into a runoff who did that that was alan blakemore who works for lieutenant governor that's who did that who took the lieutenant? Who took Kel Seliger off of higher education and finance? The lieutenant governor, who came out and said that Kel Seliger, if he doesn't like his committee, took him out of context. If he doesn't like his committee, needs to let the lieutenant governor know, and the lieutenant governor would replace him. Who did that? lieutenant governor's spokeswoman that's who did this was always going to happen this was in the cards from I'm surprised it didn't happen last session where the lieutenant governor came in and took away Kel Seliger's chairmanship that's the news across Texas right now Kel Seliger lost his chairmanship and I don't know who is surprised about it I mean, why would you be surprised? Now, what Kel Seliger did was he came on this show. We aired the audio yesterday, and he said that the lieutenant governor's spokeswoman, Sherry Sylvester, that he has a recommendation for Miss Sylvester about her lips and his back end. Which, I think that was a
1: really respectful way of saying that.
0: It was very family
1: right oriented. Way I would, of saying. It. I think the way, and what's really confusing to me is how they're they're really attacking him right now. I really thought the that same. I, hold on, hold on. I thought that was a liberal thing. I thought I thought attacking someone's character is something that the left did. No, I, what, attacking
0: what about, masculinity and in, in that. So, like, okay, so look, you're to, you're looking at a guy right now, Daniel the digital guru millennial yeah. who voted for Donald Trump twice, okay. not twice in the same election. I voted for him in the primary and the general. But I know this about Donald Trump. You cannot call back-end and lips lewd and also be a strong adherent of this president. Okay? That is a... there that's disingenuous yeah and it would take a bridge across the grand canyon and logic to make that play out
1: why is this so personal to, uh to the lieutenant governor because the
0: lieutenant governor does not play in rural texas that's why his his stances on vouchers he's coming out of houston on that and his stances on tax caps Do not play in rural Texas. And Seliger has stood up time and time again. So, wait. Hold hold on before I lose my train of thought.
1: Okay, okay. But I got something. I got something good. Why is it, why do we always, the rural side, always have to carry the weight? Financially and vote wise. Like, the whole reason why, like, you know, the Democrats didn't take over is because of rural. So, why are we being punished? Because this is a legislature where education is supposed to be right. fixed. And you're right.
0: It's not just about Seliger. It's about a huge swath of rural Texas. Right. The size of Indiana. His district. So, it's not just Seliger. It's his district that suffers. Here's the story. The lieutenant governor today... Uh, let me pull it up in the Texas Tribune. <clears throat> Here it is. Charged up. State Senator Kel Seliger has been stripped of his post as chairman of the Senate Agriculture Committee Committee, sorry, in an escalation of a feud with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who presides over the upper chamber, over the Senate. That's what he does as Lieutenant Governor. He presides over 31 senators. Announced Tuesday afternoon, the demotion caps... A weekend spat between Seliger, an Amarillo Republican, first elected to the Senate in 2004. He's now the second-ranking Republican in the Texas Senate. And Patrick, the two have found themselves at odds with one another after Seliger voted against two of the lieutenant governor's priorities in 2017, vouchers and tax caps. That's what he voted against. Patrick said the demotion... This is Emma Platoff in the Texas Tribune. Patrick said the demotion came after Seliger failed to apologize for a, quote, lewd comment, Hmm. big supporter of the president, lewd comment, that has shocked everyone. A remark made on a West Texas radio program suggesting that a senior Patrick aide... We didn't get a call out. ...his... Quote back in. The TIF started Friday when... Hold on, Daniel. Hold on. The The TIF started Friday when Patrick released committee assignments for the legislative session, stripping Seliger of his longtime post as chairman of Senate Higher Education Committee and taking him off the committee entirely. Instead, Seliger was appointed chair of a newly created agriculture committee... Which, anybody who knows anything, like, I'm like I'm the agriculture guy. Yeah. Like, I will put your teeth on the curb and step on the back of your head. Oh. That's how strong I am. Everything for cotton. On agriculture. Yeah. Like, I get it. I've written about it extensively. But this is a bullcrap committee. Yeah. It is not because... It's a all, shell thing. Everybody knows that, not just a shell game, but... Everybody knows that agriculture is driven from the federal level. Right. There's not much to do about it at the state. Oh, you can't pr- spray this pesticide here, beyond this marker. Like, that's EPA. all you can do. Yeah. That's all you can do at the state level. Make state-level regulations. Regulations, last time I checked, weren't a good word. But that was the newly formed committee that Patrick put. It was almost as though... I've got to do something with Seliger. What will I do with Seliger before I off Seliger? Oh, I'll make an agriculture committee. Right. And I'll make Seliger the head of it.
1: It's, I, I am nostalgic for two, almost, yeah, two weeks ago, even a week ago, to the, you know, how everyone came together for Bonin and, you know, like, there's a lot of peace and prosperity. And it's like, Wow.
0: It was kumbaya. It
1: defi- I mean, th- I wasn't going to say that because I was listening to a, another podcast where someone said kumbaya. But it, it definitely was, you know. It, it was a beautiful time. And, <laughs> and, and now it's... The past couple of weeks. It, and we're supposed to... I mean, what's really uh, worrisome is that, you know, the agenda is property taxes and education. And it's like, man... If this Is is this like a precursor to that fight?
0: It's what's coming. The TIF, back to the uh, Texas Tribune article. The TIF started Friday when Patrick yeah. released committee assignments, blah, blah, blah. Instead, Seliger was appointed chair of the newly created Agriculture Committee, which split off from the larger committee. Patrick said only that committee assignments were, quote, based on a number of factors, end quote. Seliger called the snub, quote, a very clear warning, end quote, that Republicans better toe the line teeing up to battle. In response, Sherry Sylvester, senior advisor to Patrick, said, quote, to Emma Platoff of the Texas Tribune, if Senator Seliger believes serving as chair of the Agriculture Committee, a critical committee for West Texas in all of rural Texas, this newly formed committee is critical. Yeah. All of a sudden, uh, is beneath him. He should let us know, and the lieutenant governor will appoint someone else.
1: I, I think, I, I'm not. I don't want to diminish, but um, I will say that maybe he just Selger needs to grow his goatee back out, and then maybe it might be more friendly for him because he he de- definitely looked more. I think more friendly when he had the. The goatee.
0: No, oh, he's always, I mean, he's gregarious. He's okay. just a gregarious. He's the happiest warrior I've ever seen.
1: I, I, I think. This is where they give you
0: your due. Right. Digital guru in the Texas Tribune. Oh,
1: they, they do a shout-out.
0: In an interview over the weekend on the radio show, The Other Side of Texas. Thanks, Ross Ramsey. Seliger shot back one more time. It was extremely snide and really unbecoming for a member of the staff. He's talking about Sherry Sylvester, the lieutenant governor's, or my staff, Seliger told host Jay Leeson. Hey. I didn't say anything of the sort, and that assertion is disingenuous, and I have a recommendation from Ms. Sylvester and her lips in my back end. Hmm. And the lieutenant governor, big follower of the president, That was a lewd comment. He gave him a 48-hour ultimatum to apologize, to which Seliger said, not
1: going to happen. Oh, he didn't. I, I thought he would take up it up an ante or something, but give me 72. Oh, well, no, I thought he was going to say, well, you can also, uh, do something, but that's what he said
0: in his comment. I'm going to get into it. And then we come back in. He released a statement today and said as
1: much. Oh, okay.
0: I, uh, that was a misguided comment. He didn't call it misguided. We'll look at his verbiage. Exactly. Yeah. But says, um, i directed some comments at the Lieutenant governor's spokeswoman. Uh, when I should have directed them at him.
1: Oh, and well,
0: that's why on our Twitter feed right now at OSTX Show, we've got a picture of Kel Seliger in shades. Nice. Because
1: I saw you put that together. I was kind. Of, I'm like, wow. You know, you can. Hey, you got some skills. Some
0: Gen Xers can do it. Yeah. Hey, stick right with us here. A couple minutes from now, mm-hmm. going to get back in. Uh, Daniel, glad that you're here. We'll have Wes Rappaport up. About uh, twenty minutes from now. It's loud enough you gotta yell now. The whole thing hits me like a song. The won't last long. Other side of Texas text line. Where's Mike Bazaar? Mike Bazaar will have uh, we'll move Tech Tuesday to Tech Wednesday. So uh, or maybe Thursday, I'm not sure. We'll just see where the news is. You know, we kind of have a habit here of not just covering the news, but becoming the news. And it really struck yeah. me today, Daniel, that in writing about this, which I'm going to do Sunday in the Amarillo Globe News in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Um, yeah, don't forget those become, backlinks. Become part of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've we've become part of the story here.
1: Um well we've i mean we've done that a couple times especially in the last year
0: we we try to do what we can yeah. uh kell seliger responding with his own comment today and uh let me pull up Kel seliger's statement about the lieutenant governor and Exon- this is what i want to he- some folks to hear i got some calls today that were you have really put us in a bad position, Leeson, you know, <laughs> that, that like, blaming me for what happened today. Like, I didn't do that. And I will say that Seliger did hand the lieutenant governor a dart to throw back at him when he said about a female staffer. Now, again, if that happened with a male staffer, it wouldn't be nearly the problem that they could kiss my A-money money. Isn't that strange? It wouldn't be a problem at all. Yeah. But if you say it about the female, then all of a sudden that's a problem. Now it's like all of a sudden these guys who fight Me to are all about, it's just politics at its worst. And this is what Kel Selger had to say in his statement. Today, I was disappointed to learn that I am no longer the chairman of Senate Agriculture Committee. And I'm thinking, wom. Yeah. That's a made up committee to appease Kel Seliger and West Texas. Where where and I and I mentioned this in Kel Seliger's interview. The lieutenant governor won his race by four hundred and twenty five thousand votes. He got eighty seven net votes. He beat his Democratic opponent. In West in district, twenty five panhandle counties comes down one county deep down the New Mexico line, drops into the basin, and Loving County in those ever important forty five votes that you get in Loving County. Well, I hope and and netted eighty seven thousand votes there. Right. Crazy. So you could say roughly a quarter of the lieutenant governor's win came from Kel Seliger's district and you're going to throw shade on Kel
1: Seliger right now yeah i hope people remember that um especially going into this next session you know
0: or next election so like yeah. i don't know i've always said one of the most important numbers in texas right now and he may be 66 right now i think he's 65 the lieutenant governor yeah even though he's just for men in the side of his head. I don't use just for men, and I'm about fifty percent would you say I'm about fifty percent
1: gray at this point? Uh I don't know what your hair looked like before.
0: Well, I'm just saying at this point I'm probably at forty percent. But I ain't I ain't Dan Patrick just for men in it. That's not what I'm not doing. No, you're all and natural. by the way, I really appreciate the folks in his office listening to this edition of the other side of Texas. This was Kel Seliger's statement. Regarding the Senate Agriculture Committee Today I was disappointed to learn That I'm no longer the chairman Of Senate Agriculture Committee This newly formed committee When in her comment to the press Sherry Sylvester threatened to remove me As chairman of the Agriculture Committee She was acting as a spokesperson For the lieutenant governor In hindsight I should have directed my response to the lieutenant governor and not his messenger and for that i apologize so shorter dan patrick i should have told him given a recommendation let me say it the way he said it i have a recommendation for dan patrick's lips and my backside that's effectively what he's saying there which is why kel seliger is now the coolest lawmaker in austin but let's be clear the conflict and hear this, you West Texicans who want to blame me. Like, this is my whole deal. Let me grind on this for just a second. Lots of people are like, well, Leeson's causing these problems. Leeson's going to cost us this and cause. Guys, before I got on the radio, who fought back against this stuff? Right. Who pushed the buttons? Nobody. It was go along to get along. Now all these guys now, by and large, are walking the moderate line. Now they're like, well, you know, Barack Obama's not around anymore and you know we gotta find we gotta we gotta sell ads and we can't sell them crazy. And it's never been about selling ads to me. We've had great advertisers right. from day one who stuck with us. Thank you, because they believe in the mission, and that helps write your check.
1: That definitely Daniel, does. The digital millennial guru. It actually, it directly affects me. So, but thank they are stuck around. with
0: us. But they are people who had the same interests in mind. Okay, but yeah. now it's like, oh, well, we better stray back to the middle because they've never known a middle. Uh, guys, I know who five years ago were blowing up Jody Arrington who's with the president every step of the way now on the border and everything else. Right. And has not strayed from it. He's not a newcomer. This is where he's always been. He's always been in this place, but now it's like, Oh, well, Jody Arrington's the greatest. Oh, but cause five years ago, that's not what you were saying. You were saying that he was a liberal whenever he was running against Charles Perry, the state senate now it's a different song right a different song and verse and you know people will say a lot well leeson's duplicitous or leeson's here and then he's here i've always been very clear i'm moderate economics right and i'm conservative on the social side that's always where i've been raving on in some prairie populism and that's exactly what you see kill seliger doing here just really
1: catching your breath
0: i mean i just i don't do this for a living but if i did i would be smarter and some people need to be smarter well seliger says this let me close with seliger and then we can break it down
1: i I wanted i wanted i wanted to build on blaming you (laughs) because it's uh it's really interesting it's like like, you're the one causing the problems. It's like, well, it, is the TV guy talking about, you know, the tornado? Is he the one that caused the tornado?
0: Exactly. You know?
1: Um, that might be some That's weak logic. That's a great analogy. But, you know, is
0: I'm saying we're getting our asses handed to us.
1: Yeah, are you... And people the are referee? Blaming me. You're just the referee. You're and, just calling and the game. by the
0: way, I gotta say, it's been pretty effective fighting back... Using fire with fire. Yeah. You don't want to become the same monster. And I have on occasions, like I sent Dustin Burroughs. Our children are in the same pre-K class. Right. I think that Burroughs has changed his fortunes. And I really, and he's my state representative. He's done a great job, I think, over the last month. Politically, he's done a great job. And I sent him an apology Because it was never my intent to get into this game and become a monster. Right. That's not what I want to do. And so I sent him a note and said, Hey, man, I've said some things about you that were well outside the bounds of fair criticism. And I apologize for that. You won't hear that again. And I look forward to working with you in the region. That's fair. Well, I mean, I hope he doesn't mind me saying what I sent to him in a private communication but that's the way I feel right and I don't like this character assassination that I hear right. from other guys that's what, not what I like to hear Seliger but let's be clear the conflict so far as blaming me the conflict between the lieutenant governor and me has nothing to do with recent statements I made on a radio talk show It has to do with the fact, and I'm going to read this proudly, that I have consistently stood up for rural Texas, local control, and public education rather than trumpeting the lieutenant governor's pet pet projects of bathroom regulation and private school vouchers. I look forward to spending the rest of this session doing what I've always done Representing the people of West Texas and the Panhandle. My only problem with his whole statement was he separated the Panhandle and West Texas. That's a conversation that Kel Seliger and I need to have. Yeah. They are the same thing. But people are like, well, why didn't he just tell the lieutenant governor he should have kissed his A-Money-Money? He said that. Yeah. yeah he said it implicitly. That's, that's what he
1: laid out there. Yeah.
0: Man, what a great in perfect, you wouldn't expect less
1: well, from him trumpeting I thought that was a very
0: oh you think he meant Donald Trump
1: oh for sure he did I, don't think I mean that. why is Dan Patrick going up there and like he wants to be in front yeah, of the cameras I with just, him and all that I
0: disagree with you there I don't think that that's what he meant but um, I think he just meant being an errand boy oh. for the lieutenant governor and his agenda and there have been Republicans who have done that and,
1: now, now I'm, But I
0: think that he's losing control. I right. think that he's losing control of the Senate. He's simply the presiding officer. The senators can vote to replace him. Mm. And I think that it's a, just a sign of far reach. Like, who amongst us has not publicly ever said, so-and-so can kiss my A-money
1: money? I, who has not said that? I think I said that this morning, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Publicly? Uh, I mean, like it, I was around other people, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to get West Rappaport on and get into uh, Rappaport Reports. Good show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back with more here shortly on The Other Side. Not that chill off your bones.
1: Looking out, searching for something that I still care about I'm looking up to the sky Fire on the
0: mountain, gonna let it burn so high Today, or tomorrow, it may be, they, they're probably closed right now My friend the Texan Rancher saying The Panhandle is not in West Texas My friend the Texan Rancher Politically speaking, I hope that they are both in West Texas because we need them. We need all the votes we can. And I don't look at it geographically. I look at it politically. And every square inch west of I-35 is in West Texas. Somebody who we like a lot, and I knew him before he was famous, which is why I think he comes on the show now. He is Wes Rappaport with Nexstar. Rappaport reports how you doing there west rapaport
2: hey jay good to be with you how are you
0: i'm glad that you're here uh i'm
2: glad to be here on a on a day like today
0: so you are you're just covering things down in austin now is that what you do
2: that's right well i i, I am uh cover things in austin for uh about a dozen stations uh in the state uh, so really it, it's covering statewide issues um, and not as much Austin issues but you know working on on state issues and talking to the lawmakers and and you know people who are spending a whole lot of their time out here on behalf of uh, people who are spending a whole lot of their time out where you are
0: yeah uh just making sure that we get the news and the issues we need Lois Rappaport doing what he does uh Wes, so tell me what uh, I've got several questions lined up for you. But uh, what are you covering today?
2: Uh, today, we're actually covering you uh, <laughs> in a little bit, and and uh, you know some of these uh, Seliger comments, and and uh, we, we happened to be at a conference with the lieutenant governor this morning, um, so we were uh, we were. Uh, poking and prodding a little bit, trying with to get some information. The radio pieces.
0: broadcasters, as I understand.
2: With yes, the Texas Association of Broadcasters. What's we that? Uh,
0: what's that surgery I had to make sure I can't have children anymore? Uh, the um, vasectomy. Yeah. Uh, so so the <laughs> lieutenant hey, governor. Yeah, this is Daniel, the digital millennial guru. It's, it's a uh, pleasure hey, to Daniel.
1: to be on the show with you. Uh,
0: Likewise. So. The lieutenant governor had a vasectomy on air, but that was not lewd. Oh man, he did. He did uh, ah, uh, on on air, um, but that wasn't lewd. But what uh, Kel Seliger did uh, was lewd. So you've been with him this morning, fishing for stuff on this.
2: Well, we were, uh, yeah. He he came and talked to the to the group, um, and it was you know a preplanned thing. But but we were. Uh, uh, Listening and and we had an opportunity to ask a couple of questions and and obviously uh, these committee assignments came up um, and and he said you know I made these decisions based on some factors and uh, and then uh, used his pivot foot um, and now knowing what we know then a couple of hours later uh, seeing the the, the latest developments you know really um, uh, explains why we were. Uh, hearing what we were hearing in the morning but um, oh so he
0: was busy this morning that's why he didn't meet with seliger first thing
2: Hmm. well maybe i mean i don't he he uh you know was saying he gave us the time and and obviously he he was had scheduled to be with us but um then he said you know i got to go and and they he left about you know in the early afternoon and and that was it but um it's it's uh it it was obvious that he didn't want to talk about it and and we, you know, the the, the press that had gathered uh, you know, tried to ask him some follow up, and and he wasn't going there. So uh, mm-hmm. that was the that was our involvement, at least in the, in the morning. And then, you know, seeing the, the statement, and then the other statement, and then the back and forth, and and uh, you know, you guys have covered it. So,
1: yeah, I I'm curious about uh, the lieutenant governor's decision process on how he did this, because you know. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, I'm throwing that out. He he had this... Uh, he went from
0: Dan Patrick to Benjamin well,
1: Franklin. Well, you know, he's just one of my favorite uh, people from history. Um, but he had this decision process where he'd make a long list of pros and cons, and he would put numbers beside them and, and mathematically figure it out if this you know, was a a good decision or not. And I think that really like served him in his life. But, but
0: you're saying the Lieutenant governor didn't.
1: Well, I'm just wondering if he did, and you know, how informed of a decision is this? Because you know?
0: Wes, the bottom line to Daniel's point, the bottom line is that the Lieutenant governor needs 19 votes to bring something to the floor and 13 votes can block it. And it by Kel Seliger, have you read his, his statement? I'm sure you have. Yeah. Well, It I sounds that, like Seliger is going to be a firm 13 on things that he doesn't believe uh, serve his district.
2: Well, you know, I think that that there are, ob- I mean, as with any decision that happens in the Capitol, there are going to be repercussions, and you kind of have to decide, you know, what what is more important here, you know? And I think that from, from what we've seen from the lieutenant governor, he decided that, uh, you know, that these... Committee assignments and this this back and forth and and this uh, you know this tit for tat with staffers and stuff is uh, more more important than at least in the short term than you know whatever you know blockage may happen down the road and and you know I think what this shows and we were just talking about this in the newsroom a little bit is that this uh, you know, that the Senate and you've kinda of touched on it a little bit, is that the Senate is is possibly, you know, becoming more centrist in its in its views and its ideals and, and uh and, and in the makeup, you know, of the body, of the of the members. Um mm-hmm. and so I think that we're seeing that, you know, you can't not that he could ever guarantee uh, you know, a position from Seliger to begin with, but now you know, now he knows that, that there is gonna be uh, and are that he has to think about, not you know, that he doesn't have in the bag um, when he is is trying to push legislation. And and um, you know, we we as you focus on the, these issues that they've been calling the meat and potatoes issues, we'll see it, how this affects property tax and and school finance legislation down the road. But uh, obviously, with anything else, it it will have an impact.
1: Yeah. Do you? I. Do you think that this is the lieutenant governor, uh, his attempt to almost sabotage the the school finance because of the, his school voucher uh, profinity?
2: You know, I don't know, affinity um, or
1: profinity. Uh, oh, you know, I'm getting my uh, L, my <laughs> okay. SAT words mixed That's up. Right. But go ahead, exactly, yeah. What?
2: Well, I, you know, I think that, that there is obviously some bitterness there, um, and and you know, it's school choice week here at the Capitol. Oh no, right yellow so, scarves! I don't see any yellow scarves. Where are the yellow from, scarves? You'll see them bright and yellow tomorrow at a uh, at a rally at the Capitol with Ted Cruz and uh, George P. Bush and the, and the whole gang. Mm. Um, but uh, but you know, we're we're this is that time that we're, that we're talking about that here in Austin as well. And so, you know, there is certainly, um, you know, an emphasis th- there. And, and the further that these conversations go, you know, do I think it's, it's sabotage? I don't know if that's necessarily the right word. But I, but I think that there um, is, is certainly uh, going to be some much more serious conversations had, um, you know, for the, the Education Committee and higher ed locking out a rural senator with so many districts and so much um you know uh, influence in 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 the the panhandle west texas region um and, and the permian basin i mean he represents you know he represents the whole practically the whole region up there so you know to to remove him from higher ed and to remove him from from the education committee is and making sense yeah yeah, and finance as well, and so th- yeah. that makes a statement. And and you know, w- it remains to be seen how what the effects of that that is going to be down the road. But um, you know, you there there's a, I would imagine that there that's going to change the game. You know, it really is going to change the game, and for a lot of people, it's not a game. And so you you now are having some much more serious conversations about are are my values being represented in this conversation
0: down yeah. the road. Wes Rappaport, have you heard anybody, and appreciate you making time, have you heard anybody talk? Of course, the, both chambers, the House and the Senate, have recently passed their how they're going to guide their rules for this legislature. Have you heard anybody make a comment? I've got a follow-up on this, too, now that I think about it. Have you heard anybody make a comment and say, that the lieutenant governor may draw it back from not 19 votes, but maybe that he needs 17 votes to effectively go from a um. I mean, now he needs 19. Now you go from two thirds to three fifths to maybe half to get You're something to lower afford- the
2: threshold. Yeah, lowering the threshold. Yeah. I haven't heard that. Given that um, given that Seliger
0: is now going to be a no vote, it's pretty clear. Uh, you haven't heard anybody say as much.
2: I haven't heard anybody say as much thus far. But you know the the session is young, and and uh, there's always if they want to change something, there's always a way to change it. You know, and so there there will be uh, conversa I'm sure there will be conversations about that. I'm sure that um you know as as everybody kind of you know there's there's all this tradition involved in the session and 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 whatnot but there's also an element of sort of fly by the seat of your pants and kind of figure out as you go um and so i think we're seeing a mix of both of that uh, right now
0: yeah i think it's pretty clear what we're seeing
2: what we've got here is
1: Failure
0: to communicate. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good one. Between the lieutenant governor and the governor. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Wes, here's my other question. This is something that somebody sent me today in the anonymous mailbag. Was Kel Seliger taking off higher education because John Sharp, chancellor of Texas A&M University, knew that he could block legislation, block bills in order to help Texas Tech's... uh, position on a vet school? Have you heard anything of the sort?
2: Uh, wow. Uh, no, you know, I, I think that they're, you know, so I talked to, to Ted Mitchell uh, when, uh, the Texas Tech Chancellor, when he was here well, in was Austin. Was he 6'4 uh, or 6'5,
0: depending on how long ago he got <laughs> his haircut.
2: I was going to say, the, uh, the haircut uh, it was looking more like 6'5. Okay, oh, wow, um, that's good. Yeah. But, uh, but a fresh 6'5. He's not anyway, taller than uh, him. He just wears big. Boots. He, it's, he's a stout guy, though. No,
0: he's yeah. a barrel of a man. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: But the, anyway, you know, it, I said um, I asked him about it, you know because he was he was in town for at the start of the session and and uh, his first session as chancellor and you know he's done this before in his other roles but I, I asked him I said you know is um, you know are there people out there A and M or otherwise who have tried to you know, influence a the, the vet school proposition and priority out there in in West Texas, and and he said, you know, yeah, of course. He said, certainly there are people who have said, you know, give us a chance to do this. We can do this on our own, and and let's see what we can do with it, kind of thing. Um, and and he uh, then told me a a long story, which I won't get into here um, right now, but but basically said that. You know, in, he, he told me about a similar situation when he was uh, going to school and a need for a new medical school in West Texas and, and there was, a, you know, a need for physicians and, and um, you know, it's a similar conversation that we're having now that was happening uh, in the 60s. Uh, and so he said that, uh, you know, uh, of course we all love it and I'll quote him here he said we all love our alma maters and things like that there are folks that will say no we are the ones we are the ones who can do this and um, he basically said we welcome that you know if you have a plan to expand you know we welcome that but sometimes the needs are far greater than what you can do even with an expansion so you know he he is and, and that's not a new idea a new concept but you know he is looking at the, this this bigger picture uh, you know not necessarily. and I think he said it in, in with humility. But he's like, whether it's Texas Tech or somebody else. I mean, it's not it's not about the school program doing the thing. I mean, everybody has something that they're proud of and that they want to grow, et cetera, et cetera. But um, just about the need for a vet school in uh, the region um, is is something that that everybody should be watching closely and that. You know, you shouldn't be affected by people kind of making noise and trying to to sway lawmakers one way or the other. Yeah. I Um, think we'll see how that goes down.
0: Yeah. I think, too, um, Wes, and not to date the chancellor, but he, I believe, he graduated in 79 or 80 from Longview High School, still holds swimming records. From Longview High School, does Ted Mitchell? It's amazing think,
1: that you know that.
0: I think that uh, he he does he didn't have the flat top with fenders then, uh, but um,
1: <laughs> that that explains the stature.
0: Yeah, it explains the stature now, yeah. but I think I think what I've read is that in like the mid eighties, nineteen eighty four, eighty five, Texas Monthly called the Texas Tech Health Sciences Center a money pit. And wanted the state to close it, and that might be what he was alluding to. Yeah, which would be unthinkable today.
1: Now it's a you know excellent institution. So,
0: yeah. uh, so Wes Rappaport with us on the program. A Couple more minutes. What else are you covering? And uh, tell folks how they can follow along.
2: Sure. Uh, well, the, for following purposes, it's at Wes Rapp on Twitter. Uh, and uh, I'm on the air in uh, and and on Facebook, uh, West Rappaport TV, uh, and I'm on the air in 12 uh, Texas markets, 12 Texas regions, mm-hmm. uh, uh, from from El Paso to Brownsville, Amarillo, Lubbock, and the and the Big Country, and the Permian Basin, and Waco, and Wichita Falls, and
0: you're uh, you're all the home of up, Ted Wes. Mitchell
2: and Greg Abbott in Longview, and we're all over the place, so.
0: You're all grossed are, up, buddy. We're proud of you.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah. And uh, uh, so anyway, we're, what are you we're working on. We're working on uh, a little bit of government shutdown. Um, you know, trying to uh, to sort out the the effect in Texas. And then I spent a couple of days on the border um, when the president uh, visited McAllen, uh, and I had a chance to uh, uh, catch up briefly with the lieutenant governor then. Um, and uh, we were. Uh,
1: it's strange that he was know, there.
2: Yeah, and he has been very involved in in the uh, the Trump administration's conversations about the border, and and he said today, you know, that that, that Texas, uh, you know, would be willing to um, put, I guess, you know, talk, talking about the funding elements, and and I'd have to go back and, and listen to exactly what he said, but but uh, in summary, said that you know, we've spent enough money on on border security down there that that. Why don't we yeah, put throw up the, the funding for border wall uh, and, and, you know, have Texas pay for it up front right. and then, you know, no, the federal government write the Hold check. on, so you're following he's, he's Daniel. Been,
0: what the lieutenant governor said was, let's have Texas pay for it and then we can be reimbursed. Right,
1: that, okay. Right. That was a little bit backwards than what I said, but, yeah. yeah.
0: Which, yeah. So I don't know, one did, thing, so we, did he check with Dennis Bonin on that? Maybe the governor? Yeah. like. We're going to have a, a $800 million IOU out there?
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that, I might be bringing up something even though it's towards the end of the show, but uh, where does Bonin weigh in in all this between Seliger well, and the lieutenant doesn't, governor? Well, apparently it doesn't
0: matter what Bonin thinks. It, it matters what the lieutenant governor thinks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so an $800 million IOU, West Rappaport?
2: Yeah, more like uh, between three and five
1: billion or so oh wow
2: yeah let's just I'm thinking, go ahead it's, and I'm that thinking it's up yeah I'm thinking it's up a little higher than that he's saying you know we've already put billions in so hmm. um, anyway there, there's a there's a longer conversation to be had there but but uh, so we spent some time along the border uh, uh, with the president's visit and and um, so that's something that we're looking at you know and, and the effect of, of the shutdown on on uh, more than just the furloughed workers which is of course you know, an issue not to be taken lightly, but also, uh, you know, on businesses, on homeowners. Uh, there's, there's lots of other, you know, angles and perspectives that we're trying to look at. Um,
1: food you know, people, stamps.
2: Uh, who and food You know, we yeah. just worked on a story. Uh, my, my uh, bureau partner, Steffi Lee, was working on a story about the the SNAP benefits that, that arrived early for February. And So people got to make those SNAP benefits, you know, the food assistance program. They got to make all that uh, last until like the end of March. Wow, um, so it's it's uh it's kind of a uh or maybe or at least the beginning of March. So anyway, there, there's there's a lot more going on there, um, and uh, that's not even I mean that's the that's the federal stuff. So we're we're keeping our ear to the gra- you know with the with the ledge it's it's tricky because you get the pomp and circumstance first couple of weeks, right, and then everybody gets yeah. down to it. But until there's actually bills, you know, in committee talk about and all that and it's sort of this waiting period of we're trying to everybody's trying to do stuff but but there's not nothing tangible to do necessarily right away So we're sort of in that that moment right now while we're waiting for uh you know the hearings to to kick back up and and that to to kind of get into gear well wes
0: uh, this is my request (laughs) as we jump off with you you need to talk with your producers and say (laughs) listen I've got the opportunity, and I'm extending the opportunity now to come on weekly on this radio show. You've read about it in all the statewide's other side of Texas, and you need to find a day where you can come on the show consistently and let me know what that is. Okay? Let's do it. Uh, Because I know you got your live shots, you got these twelve markets you got to cover, but we want to (laughs) get some more Rappaport reports here on the program
2: hey, I'm all about it. Anything for you guys and uh appreciate your your time and your diligence and and uh and your uh and your reporting as well
0: well yeah and uh you know, I don't know the next time we'll have a lawmaker come on the show. somebody's gonna have to decide if they want to come on yeah. but uh we appreciate you coming on and not losing your job. West Rappaport.
2: <laughs> hey, Thank hey uh, i'll uh. I'm headed to to the principal's office right now. Oh,
0: okay. No. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Good luck, buddy.
2: Talk to y'all later. Thanks.
0: Bye, buddy. Uh, you know, one time, whenever I got licks in high school, I put uh, I thought it would be a good idea to duct tape my rear end. Oh. So I duct taped it for cushion.
1: Oh, because that was that was back in the wooden we paddle a, days. Yes. Yeah.
0: We had a principal with Popeye forearms. Yeah. Larry McBee.
1: You never forgot.
0: That didn't work. Did not work. Hey, uh, something that will work are these advertisers. Stick with us. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Our new bumper music, by the way. Yeah,
1: thanks, Tom. Yeah. New slang.
0: New slang. At new slang. Never cast one down.
2: day we brought you
1: home.
0: Hey, folks, listen. My email address, I give it out all the time, J-A-Y, at OthersideofTexas.com. But I promise you this. I had this episode today. I've gotten ten emails from the same guy who is claiming some massive corruption in Salado, Texas. Okay. Where is that? I don't know, but if you email me ten times in the same day, and get this. It's like um, a state representative, the uh, Speaker of the House, me, uh, the County Attorney for Bell County, and Eddie Lucio, a state senator, all on these emails. This is who these emails are. I'm not responding if you send me ten emails in the same day. It's not going to happen. Just a little PSA. Yeah. I can't do
1: that. I, I, would I would also maybe. get... You've
0: never sent me ten emails in the same day.
1: I mean, not like that. No, I, I would. Unless say, I'm really
0: behind on my invoices. Oh
1: well, yeah, but I would say you know maybe change your weed guy. You know, get a new one. And
0: not my uh, weed guy. No, his, I, I'm talking
1: to him. Guy. Like, yeah, has nothing to do with us. But I would say like switch it up. You know, like switch to liquor instead of beer, or maybe cut the beer out, and you know,
0: the hard drugs, and just go with the gym Beam. Yeah. Hey, uh, for Wes Rappaport and uh, Kel Seliger, who's wearing the cool shades now in the Texas legislature, Daniel, the digital guru, millennial, Jay West Texas Leeson, got to get home, gonna get home, great family, above average dinner, waiting for me, Mrs. Leeson is home now from Phoenix. Oh, And her high school reunion that she oh, that, had. It, well, high school friends reunion. Isn't
1: it isn't it great just to be able to walk in twenty years later and just be like, Oh, I'm Charity Leeson and
0: Yeah, and well and all of her friends are like they all know each other. It's, or, just are are they all a like, group of like eight girls who, oh. but the kids are really glad. It's really oh. it was really instructive for me to see just how much the kids miss mom
1: yeah they're tired of DiGiorno
0: we did have a lot of DiGiorno yeah and a lot of corn dogs.
1: that Sarah Lee lasagna dude
0: no we didn't have that
1: okay but
0: I'm gonna get home gotta get home until next time rave on, buddies Ravon appreciate you tuning in be right back here tomorrow Ross Ramsey on the program tomorrow uh Texas Tribune appreciate you coming out Daniel
1: yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Uh we'll see you next time right here, other side of Texas. Shipwreck on the mountain, rubber neck all the outlaw. It's who we wanna be. Let the heaven is faking. And two step on the rain.